Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let's get back to the Scores Miller Lite Top Draft Show, live from Kenny's Irish Pub in Countryside, with Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody. Brought to you by Miller Lite, it's Miller Time on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Levine wide to the right against Blake Griffin. Comes up firing, and he puts it down on a three ball. Right in front of the Boston bench. 3-10 left fourth quarter, 114-96. Bulls. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, here at Kenny's Irish Pub in Countryside, broadcasting live till 9 o'clock, keeping the Miller lights flowing. How you guys feeling out there? Feeling good? That's right. And we didn't have to give them free Miller Lite for that. No, not yet. Right. Not yet. I mean... Not mine. We don't bargain. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it feels good. Bears victory yesterday, and it was also awesome that the Bulls pulled out a victory as well against the Boston Celtics. Started rough for the Bulls, to be very honest. They were down 18 early, couldn't really figure anything out. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown just absolutely destroying the Bulls early on. And then things kind of just turned upside down when that second group came in, Grody. And the interesting thing is this, what we've seen in, in, in the last couple of years with the second unit, especially last year, is that you would always see either DeMar DeRozan or Zach Levine leading that group and then the second unit kind of just waiting for either damar or zach yeah. to do something yeah and i feel like with the group they have now with andre drummond with a goran Dragic, they have guys that can create on their own goran can create on his own yeah. so and when they're in a pinch they're not always looking for zach to get him out of that space goran can drive to the rim he's making alex caruso better who is a natural scorer and defender more so than he is a facilitator and he could find andre drummond in those positions as well but it was that second unit that got the bulls back the high energy play from derrick jones jr and the rest of the rest of the guys but it was good to see the bulls come out and play this style of basketball yeah i mean talk about unexpected it's not surprising to me that the bulls beat the celtics at home but the fact that they ended up romping them beating them by 18 points we, we had really one shocker and then another i just call that a pleasant <laughs> surprise performance from from the bulls you know i would i would say this about because you're talking about playmakers and other guys getting their own shots right. and yes goran dragic is capable of doing that but i still want demar Derozan and zach levine 
to be the guys that are creating the plays. Sure. Ninety percent of the time. Sure. So 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 much is incumbent upon them to continue doing what they have done with the Bulls. And we still don't know what that is with Zach Levine for this year, quite frankly. I I it's you know, DeMar DeRozan, the way he started this year, that first game was just unbelievable. Unreal. But God, man, the worst thing in the world would be if if the Bulls are in a predicament where they are having the same situation as last year where there's not support. Not support where there's not because last year was like, all right, what about you know Kobe White? He's got to step up. This is Patrick Williams' year. Like what Kobe White was last year, I think the Bulls are gonna make a decision on Patrick Williams this year. I think we're all gonna make a decision yeah. on Patrick Williams this year. What he is, whether he's you know future is with the Bulls or not. I think that this is decision time or evaluation time. Yeah, it, it sucks because that's that's their baby, AK and Mark Eversley. Pat Will is that guy. I was going over the draft the other day on Monday, the year that Pat Will came out, and it was Lamelo Ball, Anthony Edwards. It was a really you know top heavy draft, and then you know everyone from four on is kind of like guys that you normally forget about. So it's not like they missed out on anyone in particular. You could look at a guy like Desmond Bain who was picked. 20-something in that draft, and you could point to that, but I mean, that's an outlier, right? That's a guy who gets drafted in the 20s, who has a phenomenal game, but Pat Will is their baby, and I feel like they're giving him a little more leash than they normally would, and they thought, okay, we can bury him into the starting lineup, we don't need much for him, be able to use his athleticism, get some offensive rebounds, but it ends up hurting the Bulls in the long run when Pat Will is not shooting as efficiently as he should. Make He was being aggressive yesterday, you saw it in the first quarter, Get into the rim, pull up jumpers. He just wasn't knocking them down, and that's that's what's unfortunate because then it gets highlighted that hey, maybe you're not that dude. But what you did see late in the game in the fourth quarter when the Bulls were up 15, 20 points, and Pat Will was one of the guys that was out there, he was scoring because as Lawrence has said, he's really good against the B guys. And if that's the case, then put him in with the second unit, allow him to be a guy that can take over those moments, can you know score because hey, because what it turns out is. It just—I hate to say it this boldly—and and, like you're just not as good. You're not good enough to be a starter, yeah. and, well, it, and that's okay. No, you're right. Because guys I, make money coming off the bench in the NBA. That's what I mean about this year. This, this is by the end of the year, what you just said, which sounds very plausible. Like I want to know that—that that, okay, he, like Kobe White. We now know that Kobe White is took us a while. There's no shot at that guy being a starting point guard. Absolutely for not. the Chicago Bulls. That, that not is, a shot at him. Just that's no. not your role in the NBA. It's not your role. And they figured that out. They were finally able to get to that point of evaluation. I want us to be at that point of evaluation at the end of this. I'll give it till the end of this year. I don't know. Maybe you're not even willing. Maybe you I'm now not, I'm know out. that. I'm out. You're out on him. I'm out on Pat Will. Wow. And it's because you want to know why, though? It shocks me that you're saying that. I'm I not, know. I'm not shocked that somebody is saying yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That I'm that saying it. That blows me away, but, man, but, but that let's, you would say that. You know why? Because yeah. I feel like. When I look at guys like Mitch Trubisky, Justin Fields, people that the Chicago sports fan base automatically say that those guys should be all-stars, he should be Kawhi Leonard, and then they never live up to that expectation. I'm tired of being disappointed that way. So for me, when I look at Pat Will, I'm like, all right, you know what? He doesn't have the tenacity that I would want. He's not scoring at a consistent rate that I want. So you know what? Let me stop putting these expectations on him. Let me stop calling him Baby Claw and wanting him to be Kawhi Leonard. Let me allow him to be who he is in the present. 
someone that can contribute to the Bulls, someone that can get you some rebounds, can score occasionally, but not someone that you're putting pressure like, hey, we need you to be the starting four for this team and to stop their best defender and to score you know, 12 points a game and get eight rebounds. I'm tired of doing that because then you just end up being disappointed at the very end of it. But you're right. They are in that evaluation stage right now, the Chicago Bulls, and they'll continue to do so. We'll see what happens. I mean, obviously lineups in October aren't necessarily or don't have to be the same in April. Hey, maybe we were right to judge Patrick Williams for not starting in college. Remember when that all yeah. got shouted down? Like, oh, yeah, don't, don't, don't take that into consideration. <laughs> no, no, they, they had a deep team that was yeah, uh, senior heavy. Yeah, this, uh, this guy's got an NBA body. Yeah. Trust me. And I, hey, man, I get that's a a high first round pick. You, you're gonna root for that guy. You're gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. You're gonna want for him because he is yours and he's a he's first blood. This is not like a second cousin or some no. sort of remove no. once removed situation. In fans' terms, he is one of your children right there. Patrick That's Williams not... is, which is why it surprises me that you is one of the, the founding fathers. I know. I know. Um, He's my but... brother, but we have different moms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's not, we're, we're right. tight, but That's we're not all analogy. the way tight. Right, you know? right all the so. way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, you got to know who that guy is by the end of the year because you're right, the, the, the plaudits on this guy, the hyperbole with some of the comparisons at least with Justin Fields there is a body of work still yeah, and yeah. we're hanging on a limb with the Ohio State stuff but at least there is we've seen it we've seen it well we get to talk to someone else who has seen him Patrick Williams that is up close and personal and we wonder what his take is on the young man Sam Smith joins us next and we will get his take on whether or not he feels Pat Will should be in the starting lineup for the Chicago Bulls Sam Smith joins us on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, broadcasting live from Kenny's Irish Pub for the Miller Lite Top Draft Show on 670 to score. Onions, baby onions! Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And so 
sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let's get back to the Scores Miller Lite Top Draft Show, live from Kenny's Irish Pub and Countryside with Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody. Brought to you by Miller Lite. It's Miller time on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Always live on the free Odyssey app. That's right. We are live at Kenny's Irish Pub in Countryside. The suburbs know how to do it, man. They're not afraid of some rain. That's how you know they're badass out here they're in Countryside. What? They're not afraid of rain. Oh, no, I know. It, no. It, it did not stop people from coming out tonight. Alcohol bring people together like that, though. <laughs> that's, that's true. Especially Miller Lite. Uh, it's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody. We are broadcasting live till 9 o'clock. Talking bears, but also talking bulls. And right now, joining us on the Circa Resort and Casino hotline. Circa Resort and Casino, home of the world's largest sports book. We get to bring in Sam Smith. Sam, how's it going, man? Good. Uh, uh, Bulls finished off that Boston sweep last night, huh? Felt good. Even in the fourth quarter, you just you felt good. What did you think about the turnaround, Sam? I mean, obviously, such a huge, drastic change from the first 10 minutes of the game uh, to the rest of it. I mean, obviously, with the second unit playing well. But what were some other things that stood out to you and, and, and that contributed to this Bulls victory? Well, one, from, from the standpoint of uh, it being the first week of the season, it was the, it's sort of a minor must game. You have to lose them by 32 in the home opener. So that was probably the most significant thing about a, you know, a turnaround like that, which is un, uh, uh, not unusual, really, as dramatic as it seems, 35 points or whatever. These things happen, you know, in a sport where there's actual scoring. So, um but uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, and, and, and you know what your coaches said, and it's actually kind of an issue for the team. But that that group of players who are, you know, what we would no offense, lesser talented than DeRozan, Vucevic, uh, you know, Levine, lesser paid, all all those elements you know, play more like the coach wants them to play. High energy, diving around, high speed. But, you know, it's it's not a, a group that's going to score a lot. Um, you know, whereas the first group plays a little more deliberate style based, you know, off their, you know, off their skills. So it's kind of a sort of a mixed bag of thing. And, and you can do that. I mean, you guys probably remember, and even though Derek played, Derek Rose played, you know, with great speed, um, 
that sort of bench bench mob group of the early you know 2010 2011 uh, Corver and Ronnie Brewer and um, Kurt Thomas and you know was a great sort of support group that came in so I, I you know I think that's their hope that the, this kind of group can sort of betray that first group and you know get a little bit from each no doubt and we Sam, we were talking about Patrick Williams, and you know, last night four points, three rebounds, two for seven field goal, zero for two on on threes. Is it right to think that we should have a proper evaluation on Patrick Williams by the time this season is over to know which kind of which direction we're going? Because the plaudits were high when he came in in terms of some of the comps that people were making. This guy could be a star someday. And then, obviously, those have been backed off of a little bit. But can we evaluate him after this year? Well, they'll have to on some extent. You know, every time his name's mentioned now, I kind of want to, you know, have preference with proceed it with poor Patrick Williams. I mean, he just, you know, he's just a target of all this. Oh, you got to play harder, be more aggressive, and all this sort of stuff. And, and I understand, you know, number four pick, but and that wasn't on him. You know, I mean, to his benefit, you, you know, you're more celebrated, get paid more, and all. But uh, you know, if he was picked 22, you know, would would we have this, you know, the same view now? And and you know, the comps thing you mentioned is a great point because, you know, we get so carried away, and, and uh, you know, I want to make excuses for him and you know, 20, and we've heard all that sort of stuff and hurt last year. You know, but but we have so, you know, and you see Justin Fields, too. We, we put so many expectations on these kids so quickly, and especially in the NBA where they, you know, literally come out as, as you know, high school graduates, basically. Williams was advanced, you know, so he came into the NBA like at 18. <laughs> and so, you know, and then, and then all of a sudden he's supposed to be Kawhi Leonard. You know, it was like, remember a couple of years ago, uh, Chandler Hutchinson, he was going to be Scottie Pippen. <laughs> you know, oh, we, we want to put, we, we're comparing them all the time to like Hall of Famers. And so it's, become Scottie Pippen. you know, it's really, it's really inappropriate. You know, he hasn't, you know, he hasn't stood up to that, but he never said he was going to be that. So, you know, I think, I think that they will and should take a little step back from him and, you know, not expect so much. And just because they picked him four, you know, they, you can't make people be who you need them to be and who you want them to be as opposed to who they are. You know, he's, he's kind of a complimentary personality, and he has the physical size and, and some skills enough to be a good NBA player. Uh, but I think with him, they management, coaching staff, public media, whoever – I think you just need to back off him a little bit now and not, not make a final judgment on him when he's 20. I think he's still 20. He's going to be 21 this year. I'm not even sure. But I, I, I know when I was that age, nobody was paying attention to me, of course, but uh, I really couldn't do much of anything. <laughs> uh, we're talking to Sam Smith right here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez, along with Mark Grody. We're broadcasting live at the Miller Lite Top Draft Show from Kenny's Irish pub and countryside. Sam, I mean, I, I want to stay there because then it's like, who do you think should be playing the four? 
Like, do you think it'd still be some sort of experiment where you're allowing Pat Will to get these crucial minutes? I mean, we know he didn't play a ton last year after being injured during a good portion of the year. So are you still in that in that window of allowing him that space in the starting lineup? Or do you feel like, you know, maybe he is better suited coming off the bench working with that second unit? Well, in theory, I, I think it's better for his, you know, mental health and well-being uh, to be you know, away from Levine and, and uh, the Rosen and Vucevic, who are, you know, he's naturally going to defer to because he knows they're better star players. And so I think he would be better off. You know, we've seen elements of it. So the starting doesn't mean much. It's really a symbolic thing. Uh, I'm okay with, it. you know, he starts because if you've watched the last couple of games, which I'm sure you didn't last night because the Bears were on, <laughs> but if you had, he's only played like five, four or five minutes to start, and and then basically is gone almost the whole game, and and it just came in at the end, the last two games because, you know, they were they were blowouts, so he hasn't been playing much. So you know you can tell by what the coach is doing, he, he he's making him earn his minutes, if not his starting position. You you know the theory is you're not supposed to give a guy a starting position unless he's earned it, and yet earned it. The problem that the team has is, you know, sort of like, you know, I can make the comparison. I, I watch a lot of baseball and to the White Sox. You know, they had a bunch of designated hitters playing in the outfield just because they didn't have anyone else. So the Bulls have a similar issue. They don't have somebody for that position, basically. You know, Javante Green kind of plays there, and Derek Jones played there yesterday and did well. You know, but they're really undersized. And so, you know, the Bulls' two wins have been against undersized teams, Miami, you know, and last night, Boston, who are good teams, but play small. You know, the bigger teams they played the other two days, Cleveland and Washington, they lost to and got behind early. Uh, Vucic had huge games against the smaller front lines in, in, in Miami and Boston. So, you know, there's there's that issue of, okay, John T. Green hustles, Derek Jones hustles, but if you get against certain teams, you know, you know they're way undersized and, and they're really going to have trouble competing. So, you know, you don't, have, you don't really have someone at that position. You say, well, okay, maybe play Vucevic there with, with Drummond. And, you know, I actually would give that a look, but I, I don't. I don't get the sense that uh, Billy Donovan likes that. He he does like uh, smaller, faster, and, and and since he's been talking about, you know, the the group he he likes the way a second group played, he, he, and he said I, after one of the games, I remember which one he said, you know, that's how we have to play as a whole team with energy and you know all that kind of stuff, and so you know the smaller guys tend to play that way. You're not going to get that kind of game if you played. Drummond and Vucevic together. So, you know, it's just game four, so they don't have to come to any final decisions yet. But there's obviously some holes there. Sam, the the reaction to Zach Levine missing the first two games of the season because of his need was, was unrest, quite frankly. And, and Gabe and I could probably raise our hands because we were doing our – our tour last week when that news came out, we were both like, oh, no. How is it? No, mine was more like this, Sam. No. <laughs> no. It was, yeah. I, it was, we were all equally surprised. I mean, you know, you kept hearing during training camp. He was okay. So, yeah, I think it took everyone by surprise. Yeah. So, that, I guess that was my question. Did, did we overreact? Because it, 
it's really scary that he would miss the first two games of the season like that. How, how do you feel about it? I agree. You, you, you know, it's uh, uh, a lot of things. You know, a lot of guys take off in the NBA and do. Unfortunately, it's not a good look for the league, and they're trying to deal with that. You know, they know it's a problem. You, you know, you're asking people to pay a lot of money and invest a lot and then, you know, come to a game and, you know, maybe the best players decide they, they don't want to play. So, the, you know, the league is, I think, finally starting to address it. That wasn't the case. But what I do know about NBA players is they don't like missing the first game. They might take off some games, but they like to be there for the first game. So when he wasn't there for the first game, you know, that kind of was a little red flag for me, too, uh, that, you know, um, that he would miss that game. Now, they said, well, you know, he he, he had the surgery and then, and then he had a baby. And then as a result, you know, he didn't come to Chicago early like the rest of the players did, like right after Labor Day. So he didn't play five on five and caution. And, you know, because I mean, the problem in all sports, and it's, it's worse in other sports, you know, in hockey. I mean, the guy, I don't follow hockey much, but I know that Blackhawks player, like he was gone for a year. They didn't tell you anything about it. <laughs> they didn't know what it was. You know, and then when they tell you something, they only tell you like which half of the body it involves. <laughs> so, you know, medical privacy and all that stuff, we really don't know. But, you know, then talking about missing, you know, maybe not playing back-to-backs and all, I think what it kind of suggests is that he's going to, you know, go through the first half of the part of this season with caution, either because of them, him, whatever. And then they're going to, you know, hopefully he'll be back to a, you know, a, a, a higher level. And, um, you know, I, that makes, I mean, I can understand that. I, I just think it, it wasn't handled well to start because we all had this misimpression that, okay, you know, all's well. And, and surgery is not easy. You know, we like to think, okay, to have surgery, they're fine. You know, any of us who've had surgery know, you know, you're not, you're not ready to Sam, do whatever you Sam, did before 10 Sam, minutes later. Sam, such a great point because as, like, casual fans, you think these guys are superhuman. You oh, know? of course. They're like, oh, hamstring injury? Back in a couple of days. Then if we get a hamstring injury, we're out for like a month. We can't. We don't even want to go to the gym. We're, we're telling everybody about it. We got our crutches and woe is me. So, yeah. I, I guess we shouldn't be as down on Zach as, as we probably were. No, I mean, we do, you're right. We do expect them to be robots and perform and, you know, the, the notion of, well, they get paid a lot and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, right. They, they have the same human issues that everyone else does, not to our level with, you know, with your hamstring, but... But but it has, and this is, you know, Zach's second surgery, same knee and all. So you can understand, you know, why there may be a little bit of more caution. But it, it, let's, it, it was a surprise to all of us. I think that's pretty clear. Sam, you're the best, man. Um, I do have an idea for you. Uh, I'd just like to run past you really quick. It's a, it's a book idea, and <laughs> the book that I would like you to write is, ready for this? Jordan Rules 2. Jordan Rules 2. And what will the rules be about at that point? I don't know. Oh. But Sam Smith would, would that, come up would with Would that be it. at his golf course in uh, Florida? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Since, yeah. since so that's the, the only behind the scenes there is now. 
Yeah, 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 I still, it's so funny, man. Like, no matter how much, Sam, we, we learned, learn about Michael Jordan and the documentary, we were all hyper for it, and I love reading everything that you have put out on Michael Jordan about those 90s Bulls. We're still, in, so. at least I am, still insatiable for more information on who this guy really is. Do you feel that way still, Sam, or no? Well, uh, let me tell you, Sally, is I still get asked. People will, will say, come up to me and say, now, he really was thrown out of the league in 93, right? Because of gambling. And, you know, so, so, yeah, so, so, you know, like the Kennedy assassination, people will never be convinced or persuaded about certain things about Michael Jordan. And so I'll say, you know, of course not. No way. I mean, I mean, here's the greatest revenue producer in the history of the league. They're going to kick him out? Well, yeah, I think there was something going on there. <laughs> so, you're right. There's an insatiable curiosity out. about him. Was, yeah. I love uh, it. Hey, Sam, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Can't wait to get you back on the show and talk more Bulls basketball. Sure. I know Countryside, too. I've been, I'll go there. Yeah. Oh, so enjoy it. I have, I have a cold one waiting for you then. All right, Sam Smith. <laughs> we got a bucket. From NBA.com, obviously covering the Bulls, Bulls.com as well. Chicago legend here joining us on 670. The score, it's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, uh, the Miller Lite top drive. We're not done yet, though. We still got some more Miller Lite drinks, yeah. still got some more Bears to talk about. So on the other side, we'll give our final thoughts yeah. about our Chicago Bears. What do we think they need to do in order to win against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday? Again, I mentioned I'll be there. We'll talk a little bit about the road trip as well, so make sure you guys stick around. All right, it's Miller Lite, top draft show, broadcasting live from Kenny's Irish Pub in Countryside. We'll be back. It's Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. Let's get back to the scores. Miller Lite Top Draft Show live from Kenny's Irish Pub and Countryside with Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody. Brought to you by Miller Lite. It's Miller Time on Sports Radio 670. The score always live on the free Odyssey app. Nobody does it like Miller Lite, and that's why we are here at the Top Draft Show. Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, and if you hear the music in the background, it's one of Grody's favorites, right? That's why you're oh, dancing. Heck yeah, what is this again? <laughs> I feel like I feel like if I saw you at the club, Grody, you'd be like the guy at the bar who would confidently dance by himself. Probably. You know? Absolutely. A little Diet like Coke with a lime. I like or to lemon. explore too. Where's my Shazam? Can I Shazam in my headphones? That was ASAP Rocky right there. Yeah. It's okay. I could just tell you the name of the I could just, Okay. I could just tell you the name of the song. Yeah. Uh, the guy right there. Alright. It's alright. I tr- yeah, trust me on that one. Um know? Sorry, I was just looking at my, my recent plays. Shazam. You'd probably be surprised I got that song, that, that Billie Eilish song by Armand White. Is it Armand White? Yeah, is yeah, that? Armand yeah, White, yeah. yeah. yeah Do I was you like, really? I re- I seriously. Like, is it because you're at the games and you hear the songs being played I, yeah, and like, you're like, like, what's this? Or, and I'll, I, or honestly, I'll, I'll go through, I've got my presets and I'll hit B96. And I'll like, okay. what's that song? And I'll put it up there. Show some love. And I'll All go right. back there and listen to it. So My favorite song on B96 right now. Is Unholy by Sam Smith and Kim oh, Petras. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, a couple of our front row people. That's are... a dirty song. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know if the chairs are warranted or not. But either way, that's one of my favorites. But one of my favorite things that I've been watching, I'll tell you right now, is Justin Fields taking control of this Bears offense, man. He looks confident. It looks like a quarterback that you want to trust with the offense. And if you're, if you're Matt Eberflus and you're Ryan Poles, and you are evaluating talent the way that you have been since the moment you stepped foot into, into this organization. 
you got to be feeling good about what you've seen from Justin Fields. Well, and a, another thing, too, like of all the, the good stuff we talked about in this, this game plan and the, the mini-buy and leading up to it and that maybe they needed to transform this quarterback into to really detail his skills. So we've gotten into all of that. But okay. one of the things, though, oh, but, but let, let me finish questions. this. This, Yeah, no, I, I, the questions will be taken for sure here. But the other part of this is that what really prompted this was the, they were very alarmed by the hits that Justin Fields okay. took in that Thursday night game against Washington, right? They, they while they admitted they, they don't like to see him take those hits, they downplayed it, and they realized. And, and Ryan Poles may have even realized or seen from his perch like guys i gotta come downstairs because we can't i don't know if he's our guy or not but that guy can't take a beating like that yeah so we need to do something to protect this man in his next game what do they do they put lucas patrick at center they put michael schofield at left guard kept tevin jenkins at the right guard spot that was move number one that was that's what we're doing that's what's going down and move number two was let's get justin fields moving yeah and i think that that was important because it builds confidence in justin fields but it also gives you an opportunity to evaluate him properly because if he's taking hits, fairly, 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 that's yes, whatever, fairly. Yes. How can I judge this guy if he, has, if he has no not enough time? If we're not doing max protect, let's put a couple of those plays in. See how he reacts. How fast does he get the ball out? Does he make the correct decision in those instances? But but again, it it, it has to feel good to at least say to yourself, I have to make a decision. Whereas the other side of that is, nope, that's not our guy. That's not our guy. That's not who we're going with. That's not. We see it early. This is not our dude. But they've given him a little bit of leash extension, and, he, and he's proven that you know I can, he can make the downfield passes. He can scramble when needed. He can check down. That, I think that was my favorite play yesterday. There's a check down to Ryan Griffin. It was like <laughs> yeah. a four-yard pass, yeah. and he made it immediately. And I thought to myself, yes, right, a four-yard gain. I didn't have to see you take a hit. I didn't have to worry whether it was going to be an interception or not. Yeah, it was a glorified Especially for the run. miss in the end zone. Right. The week before, just to see the okay, those two can connect. You guys can't be on the same page. Yeah, because it seemed like an impossibility based on that. But you know, one thing we didn't talk about, Groats, is the is time of possession, man. No, dominated. A yeah. whole quarter's worth of football. The Bears had the ball more than, than the Patriots. Thirty-seven minutes to twenty-two, and you can point to the third-down conversions, but the Bears ran seventy plays to the Patriots' forty-eight. So. There were so many things that had to work out in order for the Bears to be in that position, but that's what happens when you're putting up 33 points. Absolutely, and it just, you know, one of the things that we've been talking about tonight, too, is now, okay. Well, one of the things, too, is now, and this is, you know, the, the news on, on Lucas Patrick is uh, we don't know. We don't know what's going on. He's, yeah, we know it's a toe injury, right. but we don't know. You know, Matt Eberflus was as vague as possible, but he did kind of, you know, you know, stumble some words together like doctors and being evaluated and we're yeah. going to see. So when I hear that, you know, you need a closer look and, you know, you hope he's not in this, that position again where he's going to be out because that even though Mustafer comported himself quite well, they're going to stick with, assuming he's healthy, Lucas Patrick and Michael Schofield for right now with those two guys. But 
I, I want to see if this if this is to protect him going forward, or is this a better way to evaluate him? And it, I think both are both can be true. Well, they have a, a tough task ahead of them Sunday, taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Michael Parsons and the gang back together. Dak Prescott playing again. You know, they had a different. The Dallas Cowboys had a different style of football with, with, with Rush under center, and it seemed as though Sunday the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think how the Bears end up winning that game in particular. Well, I, I, I think that it, you would have to think that they would go with this same. We've been kind of tiptoeing around it. I, they've got to stick with this philosophy. And not, not don't take the over on the attempts Oh, I thought you were saying the point totals. <laughs> but I'm talking about Justin Fields' attempts or, let's just say, okay. designed quarterback run plays. I think you do a lot of that again. With and you know the Dallas is going to be a little bit more ready for that from the Bears. Obviously, now that it's down on tape, but I think that you have to until defenses consistently stop that. And that's one example: the the Patriots game and how well it worked like that. But I don't stop doing that. No, right? And 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 maybe it maybe Matt Eberflus is just a master of game plans, and he just knows how to put together because he has put together different game plans. Sure. Think about just just think about that game last night and then think about the Green Bay game plan. Totally different. The Green Bay game plan, what was it, four passes? Run, run the ball down their throats. Run the ball down their throats. And it, it they they racked up a ton of yards, but they lost the game. Yeah, and and it's gonna be it's gonna be tough sledding against the Dallas Cowboys. I mean obviously got a tough defense, didn't allow any points in the second half. Against Detroit, obviously they were struggling with Amon Ross St. Brown. But nonetheless, I mean, Dallas defense came out to play. Dak, 19 for 25, 207 yards and a touchdown. You know they have the two-headed monster and Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. Of course, CeeDee Lamb still there, a big threat in the wide receiving game. So the Bears are going to have their hands full. But, you know, there are, there are things they can do in order to stop what it is that the Dallas Cowboys are trying to do. And they can do that with time of possession. Right. If they can, if they can just continue to convert on third downs, then that in itself is going to keep. Because they just need to keep the game close, keep the game close, and then they have an opportunity. Because people are thinking the same thing about this game as they were about the Patriots. Oh, pay, uh, the Cowboys by ten. Now, mind you, I'm going to be at this game, Grody. I'm going to be in the stands right. watching it like a fan. And the last thing I want to do is travel a thousand miles or a couple thousand miles to Dallas. To watch the Bears, yeah, but lose. you'll be drunk. And I'll you'll definitely be, be drunk. happy. Like that's the, weed is illegal in Dallas. Yeah, <laughs> so I'll be as happy as I can. Wait, be. what's illegal in Dallas? The weed. Oh, the weed. Yeah, I thought you said marijuana. Being Mary drunk. Jane. You can't be drunk in this <laughs> no, no, town. No, 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 no. I'm be trash. No, hey, here's my question though. Yeah, man. yeah. There we go. Let's have some fun questions. What? About what if? What if? What if the Bears win the Dallas? Dallas game? burns down to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so Dallas burns so, to the ground. So wait a minute. You looked at it from the Dallas perspective. Never mind that. What happens if the Bears win End the up Dallas four game? Four? What are we saying? How are I guess it probably how the how of the win matters. Yeah. If I, they win the game because Justin Fields played really well again. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know what I mean? I, That's I, the only way that people would be like. Mm, I think, maybe we're I think, a, I think a, a good, smart Bears fan will just accept it for what it is. No, no, no. Yes, no. because well, except what? Except, what would except, that mean? except the fact here. Here's what you guys need to understand: the Bears are going to win some games they shouldn't, like they did against the Niners, like of they course. did yesterday against the New but England Patriots. You know what but they're happens. also going to lose some games they shouldn't. Of course, right? So, so again, if they win against the, the, the Dallas Cowboys, you say to yourself, 
hey, this is we got we got out with a victory, like 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 coach speak. Yeah. One one game at a time. Absolutely, but but I'm talking about the fan reaction, our reaction. Super Bowl, baby! I don't know if it's gonna. I don't know if it's gonna get Culture there. Coach of the year, Matt Eberflus. Oh. Uh, MVP, Justin Fields. It's gonna go somewhere. Roquan Smith, defensive player of the year. It's on. Oh, right, right. And then we'll go to the bargaining table. Like in week eight, Roquan Smith is back with the Bears for a for a five year extension. Oh man. No, I, I, we need the Bears to win this game, man. Wouldn't we it be? need the Bears to beat Dallas That's just right. to see how everybody reacts. I can't I wait for want it. To know what the four and four bears in 2022 <laughs> what that causes it in this is, city and on this radio station 670 well, the I, score. Be honest, I hope we find out i do too all right I do we too. are up out of here it has been a fantastic time here at kenny's irish pub in countryside want to go ahead and say a big thank you to our guests for today of course anthony heron we had sam smith mark potash want to thank our engineer rich wyatt for holding us down making us sound amazing our producer, Tyler Buterball, back in the studio. The score promotions team doing their job. Taylor on the first day. Brandon killing Thanks, it right here. Appreciate you. You guys are awesome. Love the dancing. I've been watching the dancing. You guys are great. He's yep. going to steal a couple yep. of those moves. Yep. All right, BetMGM uh, is up to af right after this, so make sure you guys stick around for that. Meantime, between time, for Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, for the Miller Lite Top Draft Show at Kenny's Thanks, Irish guys. Club and Countryside. Mi gente, hasta la próxima. Until next time, this is 670 The Score. You've been listening to the Miller Lite Top Draft Show, presented by Miller Lite. It's Miller time, live from Kenny's Irish Pub on Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.